the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is uh, Bob Hardcastle, an old friend, and he's the president of Delta Investment Services of Chesterfield, Missouri, just out of, outside of St. Louis. Welcome to the show, Bob. Jordan, it's, it's a real pleasure to be here and be with you. Bob just came out with a new book called Money Minutes, How to Grow and Manage Your Money One Easy Idea at a Time. Uh, tell me about the idea behind the book, uh, Bob, and, and why did you come out with this recently? You know, what I've been doing for about the last 18 years, Jordan, is every week in St. Louis, I do a little television spot. And although on television it's only about four minutes long, uh, people have said, you know, Bob, I liked it. It's quick. It's easy. It's third grade, seventh month. Why don't you write a book and cover all the different money minutes, because we call them money minutes, that you've done, update them. And I said, you know, that sounds great. So you know how it is writing a book. You say, well, I'm going to sit down, and, you know, in a week or two I'll have it finished. Well, a year and a half later, uh, in January, I had it finished, and it just came out this last month. So that's basically what it is. I want people to be able to find answers to questions they have in a very simple format. Uh, the book's about 379 pages. There's about 350 money minutes. So from a page to a page and a half, they're going to be able to get a very concise, easy-to-understand answer to their question. We're going to cover lots of different ground on the personal finance front in this uh, show together here. Let's just start a little bit with the background so people understand a little bit more about you, Bob, and what kind of clients you have and what kind of advice you've been giving over these many years. All right, well, I first started in the investment field 44 years ago. I don't know how that happened, Jordan, but you know how it happens. I mean, just all of a sudden, one year adds to another. And unfortunately, because I'm from St. Louis, you probably heard me say 44 years rather than 44 years. Everybody, when I used to do the national program, that would tease me about what is a 40. But I, I first started 44 years ago, and we've been able to develop a clientele that is really all across the format of income levels and uh, needs. We have people who are multi-multis, uh, who want growth. We have people who $50,000 is all the money they have, and Bob, please don't lose it for me. So we, want, we have people who and clients who have growth needs, income needs, tax benefit needs, and we work with them. We've got a real team here. I have, I think, I think I have the best team of people. Uh, they've been with me anywhere from 26 years uh, all the way to the newest one who was just hired uh, a couple of years ago. But, I mean, that's what we do. I meet with my clients uh, several times every year, and if they're out of town, then maybe it's uh, phone calls uh, every uh, 90 days. I don't, I don't like to do my appointments over email. I, 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 I want to talk to them. I want to hear from them. Uh, I want to see them, if at all possible, and I write uh, email to them every Friday. I send a newsletter out once a month, and that way we feel that we keep in contact. And my key for, I think, being able to successfully manage uh, my client's money is to keep it simple. I don't want anybody walking in my office and saying, Boy, that guy's got an unbelievable vocabulary. I have no idea what he said, 
but great vocabulary. I want him to walk out and say, hey, third grade, seventh month, I understood what he talked about. I feel comfortable. And you know, as you've been saying for so many years, people have to feel comfortable with their money. We've, we've been doing the radio program uh, for 21 and a half years, Money Talk it's called, uh, two hours every Sunday, and then I've been on the television doing Money Minutes for about the last 18 years. So, Aren't you been, the longest-running financial talk show host in the country? Well, that's what they tell me, but, you know, I'm, I, I, can't com- I can't find anybody else who says they've do- been doing it longer. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good sign. Uh, and before we get into the meat of the book, just tell people how they can find out about the book, where they can get it, and is there an 800 number and a website to find you as well? Yeah, okay. Uh, but basically, uh, on our website, uh, if they want to go through it, it's moneytalk.org, and if they've got speakers, then I'll just talk them right through it. Uh, and uh, the book, uh, Money Minutes, is out at the bookstores. You can get it at Amazon.com. And uh, I'm going to have Barb bring in uh, the uh, website for mm-hmm. our uh, publisher, Yark Publishing, so if they wanted to go right through the publishing company we'll have that for you in a little bit too very good okay let's just start before we get into some of these things about the environment you're seeing today and kind of what you're hearing uh, from your clients we've gone from a a grand bull market and a real boom particularly in the real estate market but in the stock market uh to a bust a lot of people are calling it a recession certainly real estate market's quite depressed how is that affecting the mood of your clients and, and what kind of things they're willing to invest in these days you know, uh, Jordan, I think one of the most important things for investors of any kind to understand is when you're listening to people, whether they're in New York City or Washington, D.C., or wherever they are, and they run big companies, you have to remember they don't have clients. I have clients. I see them. I feel them. I cry with them. I laugh with them. That's what's really the meat of being a financial planner, in my opinion. And since November, I said to my people, I feel less comfortable in the market. I want to be in other areas rather than emerging markets, which we've been in for the last four or five years, which, as you know, have done terrific. Uh, uh, the international market, uh, the small, the mid, the large caps, we've moved from there on my suggestion, now I never move anybody's money without their okay first, but my feeling is that if, if possible, I'm going to always make these suggestions, and when I think the market's going to be soft, I hope I'm wrong, but we've been very strong on utilities, uh, energy, uh, precious metals, natural resources, and there is absolutely nothing during times like this wrong with being in government bond funds if you're in funds or annuities. Those are the areas. And my my clients, I would say the majority, majority of them go with what I suggest. Mm-hmm. Now, we still have some people who are in the market, and like I say, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this market just keeps going higher and higher. I just feel uncomfortable with some of the things we're being told and some of the things we're hearing. I feel much more comfortable being in these other areas that I think could continue to do well over the next three, four, five, six months. Well, you've been in this for 44 years. You've seen a lot of downs as well as ups. Uh, what kind of lessons do you give both to your clients and even in the book about how to deal with a down market and uh, maybe a recessionary economy? 
I mean, you don't have to just go hibernate. There are ways no. to profit from that. What, what are some things you've learned from, from past uh, down cycles? Well, one of the things we've learned is that in every down cycle, now, again, previous results do not guarantee future returns, but in every down cycle, there are some companies, there are some stocks that go up. So if you're looking at the negatives, why not try to turn the negatives into the positives? For example, if crude oil is making all-time highs, if precious metals through gold and platinum are making all-time highs, why not look into those? You know, in November, the client said, but Bob, we're buying at an all-time high. In December, we're buying at an all-time high. In January, in February, today, now, we're buying at all-time highs. But I just feel that you take advantage of the negatives, and those things that are doing real well could continue to do long. You know, the other thing is we want to keep our long-term term goals in hand. Don't, don't, don't throw those out the window, but fine-tune and take a certain amount of your money, a portion of your money, if you feel comfortable, and get into those areas that are making money when a major part of the market is not making money. So are you concerned about the current economic environment that it could get much worse? I mean, we're, we've had clearly move into negative here, but, you know, this is not a depression or something like that. I mean, are you concerned that we could really tip over and go back to a 1930s-style depression? I don't think we're going to do that, but I think we're going to tip. Uh, my feeling is it is going to get uh, worse before it gets better, and I would rather, as I've said in my emails over the last two months, I want to keep all my powder dry. I don't mind just making a little money. I don't like losing money. And, Jordan, in 2000, 2001, and 2002, I went along with many of the experts who said, don't get out of everything. Stay. Fight the course. And I've been in the business for a long time then. Again, I'm not saying they were wrong, but I never, ever want to have my clients go through that again. My job is to protect their money. If you're a financial advisor, your job is, first of all, protect the money, then provide the growth or the income or the tax benefits that the clients need. And I think we're going to have to weather through this thing maybe as long as through the summer before it starts getting better. And again, I hope I'm 100% wrong in that opinion. Now, in a case like that, we are in a very defensive posture uh, and you've got uh, yields extremely low. I think Treasury bills are below 1% now, something like that, yeah. half of 1%. Uh, the Treasury inf in inflation-protected notes, the tips, I think, are actually negative. At, at They're this negative, point. yeah. Uh, so low is, is not even putting it low enough when you go to <laughs> negative on something like that. Uh, you know, so when you get extremely low yields, and even money market funds and CDs might be, you know, 1% and 2% or something like that. When you're getting very low returns in effect on cash, um, is it the right thing to do, just sit there and just wait it out and get low returns, or are there things you can do to get higher yields no, you without taking too high, much you risk? Can, you can get higher yields if the people want to stay in the bonds. i tell you what I like. I like the international bond funds. Mm -hmm. they're, they're picking up, and there's no guarantee, but so far this year they've been making about a percent a month. Now, you make a percent a month. That's pretty good when every when many, many other things are going down. And in the United States, where the market at best in the bonds might be flat, 
you're picking up 1% a month, my goodness, I'm not suggesting we're going to be there for a year, and I'm not suggesting it's going to continue at that rate, but 1% a month is 12% a year. That is awfully good when you've got negativism running across America. I mean, there's a lot of chicken littles running out there saying the sky's going to fall, and we are going to go back into the 1930s. I'm not suggesting that, but I am suggesting it's going to get worse before it's better. So there are other yields that we could go into. We can also... Here's, a, here's another name that people associate with, ooh, this is bad. There are fixed annuities, and annuities are not for everybody. You know, there's charges, fees, costs. You've got to know about the internal fees. You've got to know about the time periods, the length you have to stay. But there are fixed annuities out there right now that are paying 4.55%. Now, 4.55% for one, two, three, four, and five years, to me... I like that if the time period can fit into my portfolio. So there are things out there that you can find out from your financial advisor that can really help you in a situation when things might look negative and yet there's some positives out there in all aspects. Very good. Okay, we're going to be back. I'm speaking with Bob Hardcastle, who's the president of Delta Investment Services in uh, Chesterfield, Missouri. His new book is called Money Minutes. How to Grow and Manage Your Money, One Easy Idea at a Time. We'll be back after this. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Bob Hardcastle. A uh, longtime friend, and he's the president of Delta Investment Services based in Chesterfield, Missouri, which is just outside of St. Louis. He's also the author of a new book called Money Minutes How to Grow and Manage Your Money One Easy Idea at a Time. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Hey, thanks, Jordan. It's a pleasure being here. And tell them again your website and the phone number where they can find out more about the book. Okay, well, they can find out about um, Money Talk and everything by going to moneytalk.org. Uh, and if they want to send us an email or order the book either through moneytalk.org or Delta, D-E-L-T-A, our company is Delta Investment Services, Delta at moneytalk.org. And there's a phone number as well? Yes, 1-800-969-6878. Very good. One of the themes you talk about in the book is debt and uh, how much people have gotten into debt and how to deal with debt and how to get out of debt. Why don't you give us some, some basic tips on, on the whole process and you know how big a problem is debt these days in America? I think it is the biggest problem we have today. I think the subprime situation started from there. I think, uh, again, trying to be as nice as possible uh, without uh, offending anyone, I think many of us have a tendency to be greedy. We want more than uh, maybe we can afford. For an example, I had a doctor several weeks ago. Man is in his 60s. He took me out to show me his new home he's bought. It's over a million-dollar home. He's got a son-in-law who's been married to his daughter for a year, and the son-in-law said to me, I can buy that home today. And you know what? He could because he could get financing, and they could. We see people... Young couples buy three, four, five hundred thousand dollar houses in the Midwest. Now I know where you are, Jordan. That that might be uh, 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 an outhouse. I'm not sure, <laughs> but uh, you know they buy three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar houses. Uh, they have two brand new cars. They completely furnish their house, and then somebody loses a job or they uh, get pregnant. And first thing you know, there's a divorce. I don't think these people are falling out of love with each other. I don't think they understand how to handle money. And this debt situation of, well, I want more, I want more, I want more, uh, it's, it's, it's just gone too far. We, we've got to, I, I tease people, we just came back, Jordan, from our uh, Panama Canal Money Talk cruise. We do cruises every year uh-huh. with our people. And I tease the people, and I say, look, when you go home, here's what I want you to do. I've got a cookie jar expense checklist. I want you to go to my email. I want you to pull it off. It doesn't cost you a thing. And I want you to work on your expenses. You and I have talked about this so much. You have to know what your expenses are. I ask people, I say, do you know how much money you made last year? Well, of course I do. How much did you spend? They look at me and they say, what are you talking about? I said, how much did you spend? The answer is either all of it, most of it, or I don't know. Yeah. Now, we've got to get away from that. If we can find out how much our expenses are, whatever they are, I don't care if they're $20,000 more, $100,000 more than you make, and you can do things like that by putting them on credit cards. But if you can figure out what your expenses are and then carry me, I tell them, carry me on your left shoulder. The next time you go out to buy something, I want you to look at your left shoulder and say, Bob, do I need it or do I want it? 
Mm-hmm. If you want it, don't buy it. If you need it, you can pay for it. Pay for it, write a check. If you can't, put it on a credit card, but get that credit card paid off before the interest starts. If we could do that, Jordan, if we could pass on that much information to that many people, I think we'd solve a big part of this debt problem because it's basically greed and the financial community has made it possible where because of our greed we can go out and have those things but end up in terrible, terrible situation because of debt. So what are some of the advice you give in the book to help people who are in that situation who have a lot of debt? Well, basically what you can do is there are a lot of organizations, good organizations out there that you can go to to kind of consolidate put under either one credit card, and you mentioned so many times there's, there's credit card companies that whose interests are down below double digits, and many people don't know that, but to try to consolidate or to go to a finance company that can consolidate, cut your payments way down, and keep you from spending more than you really need to. Those are just a supple, couple areas that we cover. Okay, we're going to get some other topics, too, which is saving for college. Uh, you're a big fan of the Coverdale Education Savings Account and the 529 plans. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the cost of college can be pretty stagnant. It's like taking out a mortgage these days in many cases. Well, uh, it, it, A lot it, of people it, just haven't saved enough. How can you t- help people you know, spend and be ready for college when it comes? Well, you've got those, these two programs. I mean, there's many things you can do. You can save money, uh, but, but in a Coverdale... We're allowed to put up to $2,000 a year into an educational program. Uh, basically, some of the states have a tax uh, deductibility on some of the money that you put in, depending on your uh, income stream. But if you make over X number of dollars, if you make over, let's say, $180,000 a year, you can't be the donor of a Coverdale. But you can put up to $2,000 a year into a Coverdale. It accumulates on a tax-deferred basis. That money comes out income tax-free when it's paid directly to, and it's got to go directly to uh, the school or the educational association. And that money is good. It will cover any and all expenses for education purposes with the, example of, but with the exception of transportation. If uh, he or she, the grandchild or the child says, but, Dad, um, I, I want to fly to uh, Miami to go to school, it's, it's going to pay for the school and tuition, books, and fees, but it will not pay for flying or, or driving. So it takes care of that. The problem is $2,000 a year, as you mentioned, Jordan, you take it over 18 years, uh, great, you put in $36,000. If you made a whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot of percentage gain on it, and it was worth, you know, $100,000, that's not going to pay for college education. Right. By itself in 18 years. So the 529 program, if, if there's a possibility that you can couple, uh, couple the Coverdale and the 529, because the 529 program will allow you to put over $60,000 over, over the next five-year period. You can put in uh, $12,000 a year, or you can put up to $60,000. Again, you don't get any tax deduction on that, but the key is... You're in charge. The donor is in charge. In some states, I think you get a deduction, a state tax deduction, not federal. In some states, you do get a state deduction, I think. Right. And and basically, we're on the Coverdale. On the Coverdale, the child is in charge. So if the child gets 16, 17, 18 years old and sees that red convertible going down the street 
and once they take the money out, pay the penalties and the taxes, they're in charge. Not so in the 529. In the 529, the donor's in control, and the donor has the right at any time to pull the money back into their account if they want to, and the only thing that they're owed would be the taxes on the earnings that they made. But that money accumulates tax-deferred also, and it comes out income tax-free for higher educational purposes also. So if you've got something that you could put eleven dollars or $12,000 into, the 529 per year, $2,000 a year, the Coverdale, now we're talking about having a better opportunity. And how would you invest the money? Once you do that, how would you invest the money? Pretty aggressively based on the age of the kid, or how would you invest it? Once you yeah, I, I would say this. With, with the, uh, the child just being born, I, I don't mind, in my opinion, I don't mind being a little bit more aggressive. I certainly uh, would be more aggressive than if I've got a client who's 70 years of age. But if I've got someone who's 16 years of age, and now they're only a year or two away from college, I would cut down on that aggressiveness and be pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, are there some specific states that you like as far as the 500? Because you don't have to do your own state. You can do No, you don't have to do your own state. I, I like, well, as far as the states, uh, and again, you know, we're, we're obligated to not really mention companies, but there are some states out there. I go by the uh, the companies, uh, the various mutual fund companies, and I can send uh, prospectuses out for those companies. Uh huh. Okay. So people should contact you. But do you think it's often worth it to keep it in state if you're going to get a state tax deduction, or is that not not a big factor? I, I think it's always important. Anytime you can keep money away from Uncle Sam legally, do it. But again, I like to look at the options. Maybe I could get a little tax deduction by staying in the state, but I have very little options compared to going outside of the state, not getting a tax deduction, and having a lot of options. I'll go outside the state. And then once you get to college, uh, what are some of the advice you have from the book on getting scholarships and grants and, and loans if you haven't saved up enough, which is most people's situation? Well, you know, I, uh, I have this a little... Uh, thing I call um, Mercedes College Education Plan. You know, we all know the Mercedes emblem. It's kind of broken into uh, three different parts on the front. Okay, one-third, one of those parts of that Mercedes emblem uh, would be to work. I think it's very important for every child to work to make some kind of money so they can appreciate the money. Now, that working might be before they start college, while they're starting college, Anytime, but I think the kids should participate in some kind of employment that's going to bring in money. Number two, I think mom and dad, grandma and grandpa could participate along the way and build up through the Coverdale, through the 529, through an individual savings program some money. And then I also think that the third part of the Mercedes plan, we've got so many scholarships that are being offered right now. I'm not talking about athletic scholarships. I'm talking about academic scholarships. They are still being offered. They're tighter today than they were last year because of what's going on in the borrowing business. But there are a tremendous amount of uh, organizations out there that are offering these kind of programs. And you can check with the schools and the colleges and, and your counselor and find out more about them. Very good. 
Okay, I'm speaking with Bob Hardcastle. He's got a new book out called Money Minutes, How to Grow and Manage Your Money, One Easy Idea at a Time. His website is moneytalk.org and his phone number 800-969-6878. And we'll be back with more personal finance advice from Bob after this. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Bob Hardcastle, who's the president of Delta Investment Services of Chesterfield, Missouri, outside of St. Louis. He's also the author of a new book called Money Minutes, How to Grow and Manage Your Money, One Easy Idea at a Time. Bob's been in the financial business for over 44 years. He's probably the longest-running financial talk show host uh, in, in the country, and he's got lots of great ideas. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Thank you so much, Jordan. This is fun. I really enjoy this. Well, there's lots of great ideas you have in the book, and I want to get to some of them, and certainly one of them is long-term care. Um, now, a lot of people think uh, when I get old or can't take care of myself, the government will take care of me, so why do I have to worry about this? So what do you tell people about long-term care? I tell him, first of all, I have someone in, in the uh, a nursing home who is 31 years of age. Mm. That is not old. We can have a motorcycle accident. We can have an automobile accident. We can have a stroke. Many, many things can happen to us before we get old. So the sooner we look into long-term care needs, the better. And there are certain things that we need to look at. Incidentally, Jordan, long-term care insurance is the hardest 
part of the program, the, the whole financial plan for me to get my clients to really buy into. Is that because uh, they I think had, the government's going to take care of them? Oh, they think the government's going to take care of them. Plus, I, I, I had a fellow tell me, oh, I'm never going to go in a nursing home. If I have to go in there, I'll put my head in an oven. You know, I mean, I said, well, what happens if you drive away from the office today and you have an automobile accident? Oh, he didn't think about that. But what, what we have to understand is nobody, I, re, I have people raise their hand in our seminars, and I say, how many people here know somebody who's in a nursing home or someone who's taking care of someone in a nursing home? And most of them raise their hand. Then I say, how many here are going to go in a nursing home? Nobody raises their hand. Yeah. We don't even want to think about it. So it's very difficult to get that. They say, oh, it's too expensive. It's not too expensive. In fact, most plans cost for the year what maybe two months in a nursing home would cost. And here's the things you have to look at when you're going after long-term care. You have to look at room rate, time period, and inflation. Okay, now, what does that mean, room rate? How much do you want to cover uh, have the insurance plan cover you for every day you're in a nursing home or at home. You've got to have, to me, you have to have home care rather than just nursing care. If if I have my druthers and my wife will allow it, if I needed nursing care and I could stay home and I could have the doctors and the nurses and the therapists come to my house, I'd rather have them do that. I don't want to go into the nursing home. So I want home care and I want nursing care. Room rate. In, in, in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, in the Midwest, Jordan, it runs about $150 a day uh, for a nursing home. Now, I know that's not the case. It's nowhere close like that in the East Coast. Right. And in the West Coast, East Coast to West Coast, East Coast is the most expensive, where we're talking about $50,000 a year for that. In the Midwest, we're probably talking what eighty, ninety thousand dollars on the East Coast, and so what, that's why are people wrong in thinking the government's not going to take care of them? They'll just they'll just impoverish themselves and get Medicaid. What's the problem? Well, you can't do that. I mean, whatever your money is, the new rules are you've got to be impoverished for five years, and it's going to turn to seven years, and it's going to turn to ten years. Each one of the states are in charge of who gets Medicaid and who doesn't. To get Medicaid, you can't have any money, and you can't have any money for the last five years. So here I go. I'm going to go in the nursing home tomorrow, and I've got a couple of bucks. So I say, you know what? I'm going to get rid of all my money. I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it to my family. I'm going to put it in some kind of an irrevocable trust, whatever. Yeah. i got to pay the bill for the long-term care for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, and by that time, the government will have changed, the state will have changed to seven years, to ten years, to maybe forever if you had any money. I mean, who knows? I may be being facetious here, but the government is not going to take care of us. The government doesn't have the money. The state doesn't have the money to take care of us, so they're going to make it harder and harder and harder for each one of us to become destitute. So what's, what's happening to a lot of people who do not have long-term care insurance and are not going to qualify for Medicaid because of these new rules? What's going to happen to them? What is happening to them? Their daughter and their son-in-law, our son and daughter-in-law, our family, are going to have to take care of them. There's nothing else that can be done. And that makes it very, very difficult. You've talked about the sam sandwich generation for years. We've got people in their 40s and 50s 
who are still taking care of their kids and they're taking care of their parents at the same time makes it very, very difficult. And a new number came out at the end of the year last year, Jordan, which is kind of shocking. 42% of all the caretakers, so if mom is taking care of dad, 42% of all the caretakers die before the person they're taking care of does. Mm-hmm. That's devastating. And there's nowhere to pick up the slack, really. No, usually. nobody, nowhere to pick up the slack. Yeah. And you know what usually happens? Uh, if we look at the bottom line, we'll see that men make more money than women. I mean, that's what it is like, black and white. Yeah. But let me ask you something: Who takes off work to take care of the kids? The wife does. Yeah. Who takes off work to take care of mom and dad when they need nursing home care? The wife does. So basically, the husband keeps working. Now I know this is changing. But it's it's very difficult. It's a it's a it's a it's a situation that is so difficult on the family and would be so easy to resolve if they just bought and looked into long term care insurance. So without getting into too many technicalities, what kind of things should they look for and what ages should they be buying long term care insurance where it's a combination where it's affordable and yet still gives them the coverage they really need? Well if they if they started at least at fifty or fifty five it's going to be, in my opinion, very inexpensive. To get the room rates that you need on the East Coast, to get the time period, I would do 10 years or life. To get the inflation fighter, which says if you started at uh, a $200 a day room rate every year, your room rate will increase, not cost-wise, but it will increase 5% or 6% depending on the plan. That's going to run about $6,000 a year. That's $6,000 just for the peace of mind of knowing that if you go in the nursing home, that bill is going to be covered. To me, that is well worth it. And $6,000 out on the East Coast, that's probably one month of uh, cost. Right. If, if not less than that, that's going to be minimal for something like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So long-term care insurance is something you should definitely look at. I just want and, to oh, oh, Jordan, one sure. other thing. Mm-hmm. Also... What many people don't realize, and I forgot to mention this, very, very important, there are some companies out there that will actually offer a long-term care plan in an IRA because none of the, 99% of the companies, whatever the number would be, but most of the companies do not allow uh, a plan in IRA. Some of the companies, not many, but several of the companies allow a long-term care plan to be used with IRA money. That makes it beneficial, too. So that so means somebody you pay, the premiums, with, pay the premiums inside the IRA from pay, IRA money? Yes. And then what happens to the benefits uh, if you start collecting Well, the collecting benefits then are taxed when it comes out. Uh-huh. But, so what is the advantage of having it inside the IRA, then? Since you're well, most people have money. more money in their IRAs than outside of the IRAs. So they may say, well, Bob, I don't have enough free money or joint money or trust money uh, to make those premiums. So if you do it inside, if you do it with IRA money, uh, at least, let's say you're sitting there and you've got a CD in your IRA that's worth $50,000, $100,000, you might want to use something like that, whether it's in the IRA or outside. I'm just saying it's another option people have. Okay. Uh, you have one of your fun little uh, topic series on page 143, which is saying no lottery tickets in the game of life. Think small and win big. Now, a lot of people do. I mean, every time you see the Powerball and the so, 
people line up around the block to, to buy these things. What's wrong with playing the lottery? I mean, maybe you will win it, and that'll solve all your problems, no? Well, you know, I play the lottery every time it gets up to $400 million. I know <laughs> the odds are worse then, but I'll, I'll put uh, maybe 2 $3 into it. But nobody wins the lottery. I have seven lottery winners, but still nobody wins. But, but what I mean by that is... I mean, you of your clients, seven of them have actually won the lottery over the years, you're saying? Yes, sir. And it did not transform their financial lives? Uh, they, uh, well, one has passed away. The others all continued to work. We just have the money growing. Uh, and one was actually intimidated out of working because he wanted to continue to do overtime. And the people that he was working with said, you're taking our money and you've won the lottery. We don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> crazy okay so so basically don't count on you know it's like uh, a free gift don't count on free gifts if you get it great but don't count on it what you've got to do is you look this is a world this is economy this is um, a time of our life where many people are saying it's not my fault it's your fault we need to take more responsibility we need to find out what our expenses are. We need to get out of debt. We need to say, hey, you know what? That's my fault, and be, because of that, I'm going to get out of this situation, and I'm going to start doing the right thing, which is saving, participating in the 401K plan, doing your IRAs. Those type of things are very important. So you're saying that playing the lottery is almost like abdicating responsibility because that will solve all my problems is what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're saying you should never play the lottery then? Well, I'm not saying never. You know what? I don't see a problem with one or two bucks a week if that's what they want to do. You're saying but it should not be your financial strategy, basically. <laughs> that's not in any of my financial plans. I bet it's not in any of yours either. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you, people like to, but you're saying instead of trying to win big, you should you say think small. Yeah. So, for example, you talk about uh, dividend reinvestment plans and other kind of more boring but exciting long-term kinds of things. Is yeah, that... I'd rather be the turtle than the rabbit. I'm afraid the rabbit will fall asleep and the turtle will get by him. I like the turtle. I like making a little bit of money. You know what? If you make 6 or 7% a year and you can consistently do it, I like that better than making 15 or 20% because people don't realize numbers are deceiving. You make 15% a year, yes, you double your money every five years. You have one year where you lose 30%. You've gone from 5000 to 10000 People think 30%. Well, that's not bad. You've lost a lot of money. You're almost back down to where you started. So mm -hmm. I like the turtle concept. Okay, very good. All right. Well, we're speaking with uh, Bob Hardcastle, who's the president of Delta Investment Services based in uh, Chesterfield, Missouri. Uh, he is, uh, his website is moneytalk.org. He's got a, a long-running radio show on personal finance. Uh, his phone number is 800-969-6878. And his new book is called Money Minutes, How to Grow and Manage Your Money One Easy Idea at a Time. And we'll be back after this. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. 
Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Have you ever had a bad day and wish someone could come along and change it at the flip of a switch? Do you dream of living the life of wealth, great relationships, and the perfect job, but don't know where to start? Then tune into The Winner's Attitude with corporate trainers, motivators, authors, and hosts, Jeff and Val G. No difficult strategies or complicated keys. Jeff and Val present a powerful and effective technology to switch your operating system to create the most amazing life. It has been said that winners have simply formed the habit of doing amazing things. Winners know how to activate that switch and so can you the winner's attitude with jeff and val g broadcast each friday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern on the voice america business channel the winner's attitude switch me on the bottom line in business voice america business You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Bob Hardcastle, uh, who's a longtime uh, person in the investment field. He's been at it for over 40 years. He's the president of Delta Investment Services based in Chesterfield, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis. Uh, he's also the author of a new book called Money Minutes, uh, How to Grow and Manage Your Money, One Easy Idea at a Time. Uh, to find out more about Bob, his website is moneytalk.org. Welcome back to the show, Bob. Thanks, Jordan. We want to talk about mortgages uh, a little bit here. You have a whole section here on uh, what type of mortgage is best for you, uh, what you call mortgage and laws, and uh, reverse mortgages, particularly in light of today's economy where things have really tightened up dramatically as far as getting mortgages. What are some, some of the advice that you're giving to people looking to buy homes? First of all, I want them to not go along, although it's getting better now, but over the last five years, people were able to get, in my opinion, a lot more house than they really should have been able to get. Uh, I mean, the finance companies made it pretty easy. Uh, if I was going to get a $300,000 house, hey, you can get the same thing and have a $500,000 house. So I want them to understand exactly what the payments are. That's why, again, going back to my cookie jar expense checklist, they've got to know what their expenses are. How much should you put down for a mortgage? I don't think you should pay, you should make more than 20, 20 to 25% of your take-home 
should go for your mortgage. If it is, in my opinion, your house heavy. So we know what our expenses are. We don't put more than 20 to 25% of it. Jordan, there are people out there putting 70% of their take-home into their mortgage payment. Yeah. It, well, they just feel terrible. they can't, with, even though prices have come down, they feel that prices, where prices are and mortgages are, and the amount that they have for down payment, they just can't afford, you know, to put more than that. It just, they wouldn't be in a house otherwise. They'd be renting, and that's un-American. If the interest rates are high, and you think they're not going any higher, then I don't see any problem with a balloon, you know, for five years or three years, because if interest rates move down, then when your balloon comes due, which means now you have to refinance, you're going to be refinancing at a lower rate. But over the last five or six years, our rates have been low. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to go down again. I think they are. But when that balloon comes due, which is happening right now to so many people, the rates are much higher than they were then. So right now, I would stay away from a balloon. I don't care whether my clients do 15 years, 20 years, or 30 years. My opinion is this. If you, if you do 30 years, that means you're, you're paying uh, another twice double for your house, but make extra payments every month. If you're doing 15 years, the payment's higher. Maybe you can't make extra payments, but any time you can. If somebody walks in here and they say, Bob, I got some extra money. Let's put it in the, uh, your invest- my investment account. I say, are you maxing out on your 401K? If you're not, let's put it in there. Are you maxing out on your IRAs? If not, let's put it in there. Are you maxing out on how much you've got your mortgage payments? If not, let's put it in there. The last thing you want to do is invest the money, in my opinion. We've got to get the debt down first. So it doesn't make any difference to me 30, 20, 15 years. I want to pay extra, make extra payments every month and reduce that debt as soon as I possibly can. They talk about the mortgage in law. Uh, this is helping your family get into a house. What, what kind of advice do you give there? Well, in, in my opinion, uh, again, it has to do with doubling up, making more payments, only buying what you can really afford, and making sure that the entire family understands and knows what your total expenses are and what that house payment is. But you're saying that um, if you're helping your kids you know, get a down payment in a house or something like that, uh, that you've got to be careful because you might be on the hook yourself? Is that yeah. Uh, here, here's the thing. Now, a lot of people will not agree with this, but I just tell it the way I believe it. My feeling is anytime you loan your kids, your family, your brother, your sister money, kiss it goodbye. If you think you're ever going to get that money back, forget it. Most of the money never comes back. Now, if you want to help the kids, that's great. I help the kids. Uh, I, I want to help the grandkids, but don't plan on getting it back because they're going to find some reason, some excuse. Remember that those dollars went to bricks and martyr. If you if you need it down line, everybody see Jordan. One of the problems is most of us say here's here's what happens. People come to me and they say, Bob, my my mom died when she was seventy one. My dad died when he was sixty eight. I'm sixty five. Just give me enough income. I want to spend money, spend money, because I'm going to be dead in a couple of years. And I say, wait a minute, what happens if you wake up one morning and you're 80 years old, you're alive, but your money's dead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't afford to spend down the people's money. So we just want to do it that way. 
Now, one of the things you talk about in the book is reverse mortgages, uh, putting your home to work for you when you retire. Uh, what do people understand and what are the misconceptions about reverse mortgages? I think if we have a person who's possibly single, um, uh, uh, widowed, widower, uh, has run out of money, needs more expenses uh, than their Social Security or their savings can pay them, doesn't uh, find themselves in a situation where they have to give their house to their children or their family, I think that person is and could be a good person to go into reverse mortgage because in a reverse mortgage, depending on the state, we can borrow up to 50% uh, of our mortgage. They'll even refinance. Just remember, and, and you can take that money anytime you want. You can spend it on anything you want. You can live in that house for as long as you can, and you never have to make a payment. You never have to pay the mortgage back as long as you're living in that house. Once you live, move out of that house, once you die, once you move to a nursing home, once you move that house and, and move to someplace else, now that mortgage comes due, and it's a more expensive mortgage than a regular mortgage because there's additional charges, fees, and costs, and commissions involved. That's when it has to get paid, and it can only be paid three ways. One, your family can pay it off and keep the house. Uh, they can sell the house, and if there's any money left over, then they get it, or you can pay it off if you want, but you really have to know what's going on. Under normal circumstances, I just don't recommend a reverse mortgage unless someone falls into the situation I explained. What, what do you see happening now in the mortgage market? It's, it's getting much tighter. A lot of lenders have gone under. Credit criteria have gotten tighter. Is this a long-term situation, or is this just kind of a short-term cyclical uh, I, I think we're going to be looking at this situation getting worse before it gets better. Boy, I'm a real pessimist. <laughs> uh, worse before it gets better, I think by this time next year, we will be in a much better situation. I think we're going to get some more finance companies uh, that are going to maybe not make it. I think we're going to get some more financial industry companies that may have problems like we had with Bear Stearns a couple of weeks ago. I think there's not a lot of liquidity out there that under normal terms we, we need. So stay out of debt, buy what you need, and conserve your money and keep it uh, as liquid as you possibly can. As far as mortgages, though, if you're applying for a mortgage, you have to have a, probably a better credit score uh, higher down payment, in general, better credit than you might have certainly two or three years ago. Definitely. And on top of that, as the discount rate goes lower, which I think it will, I don't believe the banks and the financial institutions are going to lower with the discount rate. I think at best they're going to stay where they are. So plan on that area staying the same for the next several months. Very good. Well, you can see we've covered lots of different ground with Bob during this hour. Uh, again, if you want to contact Bob Hartcastle, his website is moneytalk.org. Uh, his phone number is 800-969-6878. His new book is called Money Minutes, How to Grow and Manage Your Money, One Easy Idea at a Time. Thanks so much, Bob. It's really been a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, Jordan, it's great. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you again real soon. And thanks again, audience, and we'll be back again next week.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.